yo, hello, welcome to the In General Podcast, episode 106 or something like that. My name's Jack and I'm joined with the two legends, Chris and Assis. How you doing, guys? Howdy, howdy. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Happy Jurassic June. Jurassic. Happy belated Jurassic June. Happy belated Disclosure Day. Happy happy belated everything day, guys. Happy belated, I think. That's the that's the key. But seriously, Jurassic June has come and gone. Did you um did you celebrate? Did you watch the nope. m- movies? Did you have nope. a beer? What, you guys are like had a beer. See, you and Chris. The thing with you and Chris, everyone should know listening, is they live Jurassic Outpost and Jurassic Park and World like pretty much every day with Universal it with this stuff. Job. You guys can't see this, but behind Jack is like his Beyond the Gates like set, and it's just full of those long neck dinosaurs. Like it's just taking up space. Those ones, I can't put them anywhere. I can't put them away once they're Catasaurus, the Memenki, Hammond Collection, uh, Brack, Dreadnoughtus in the back. Put away. I will say, I, I did celebrate Jurassic Park 30th by doing something I've always wanted to do Chronicle Collectibles, Long Departed, right? Rest yeah. in peace. Made a, rest in peace, sure. Depends on how you see it. Uh, <laughs> uh, no hate, though. I bought one of their products just now. That's the, what did you buy? So, there's a the thing. I, I bought the, what's it called? The, uh, the Hammond Kane. I really wanted it. I was like, I need to get something like one to one. I was like, okay, I can't wait for Baby Blue. I can't wait to get it. It's not here yet. (laughs) I remember flying out to Chronicles uh, HQ back in, I think, 2015, 2016 with a real Kane and somebody else who I don't know if they want their name out there, so I won't say whom. Um, And we got their Kane modeled and everything like that. And, uh, and it was it was fun times, weird times. Helped design the box art. Uh, it was simpler times. Yeah, uh, I, I, a lot, a lot of, that was different life. Different life. Their box art was good though, pretty solid. I had the, I think I've still got it at home. I've got the Breakout Rex, but it's in storage now. I have the Compi as well. Uh, I wanted the Compi too. Compi was I, sick. I'm glad. I, I want the Compi. I want yeah, a one more Compi. I, I, just, I wish I had it here. That's the thing. I it's yeah. back, back in my homeland. <laughs> running free yeah uh it's a the chronicle story is pretty funny and obviously we don't want to get too deep in the details but it's a shame that some of their upcomings didn't ever make it uh they had some cool stuff on the way what i will say is um the newcomer on newcomer in terms of officially licensed materials i should say uh dino dream i just picked up their double velociraptor statue set How and it, it it is yeah. 149 Okay. Wow. okay, that's yeah. not bad. It What's is the, scale? Only, the only film-accurate Velociraptor officially licensed Jurassic statue out there. Where'd All you buy them them? Uh, I, I bought them from, like, there's only one retailer. I think it's, like, Lana Time Shop or something like that. Um, it, it's much re- Yeah, I reached out to the, uh, the manufacturer to ask, like, where do I buy it? And they said, here. Um, it's fantastic. The paint, the statue quality is phenomenal. The accuracy is phenomenal. The paint is phenomenal, and the price is literally like, I mean, one forty nine again. You can't buy it. You can't get things like that for one forty nine. They've got a JP three Pteranodon coming out. That's got- the one. That's the one. I remember seeing yeah. in my feed, and I sent it to you, and I was like, "What the hell is this, dude? Tell yeah. me what this is." <laughs> that yeah. that's coming out like in a month or so, I think. Um, I want to pick it that up. I can't and, yeah, having the Velociraptors in hand, I should have had them up here so I could show you on camera. But um, they're phenomenal, 
and uh yeah they've got the compies on the log coming out they've got the buck t-rex sleeping inside of the cage from the lost world coming out oh wow and they've got the junior t-rex junior stegosaurus um and a lot more they're um they're doing a really good job of actually sourcing the right stuff and making these things accurate like like i said all the velociraptors out there prime one iron studios etc they're kind of crap um comparatively they're and, blue, aren't they? They're kind of like very blue. Yeah, and they have like they don't have like the um the rounding of the skull and the jaw and whatnot, as well as the detail. A lot of times isn't there. The paint isn't there, and these things are. I, I really cannot get over how good they are. So, uh, yeah, Dino Dream first affordable statues I've seen on the market, but also phenomenal quality. Can't I think that really, was, that really one of the issues with Chronicle was the price. Like, obviously, they were big, huge statues, and it was a yeah, price, yeah. So you could expect it to be very expensive, but like, you know, you couldn't buy a bunch of them at once, kind of thing. Whereas, at least with the Dino Dreams, if you want to make that investment, you can then, get a set of decently yeah. sized statues that are phenomenal quality for the same. You can get like five or six for the same price as like one Chronicle. What are they made of? Uh, I think like resin, like you know the statue material. So they're hard material. They're not okay. Like, so it's not like some plastic or it's, some. Yeah, cheap. it's not one of those. Um, gotcha. Like have, you done the, have you done the drop test? No, oh God, no! It would break. <laughs> it would break. Um, let's get in it, contact with them. Let's get a let's get a review unit sent over. Proper statues. Um, yeah, I mean, I am. I'm filming the Velociraptors, and I plan on doing like a little, maybe not a review, but like a nice 360 turnaround sizzle type thing. You know uh, what we don't have enough of. We need more one-to-one stuff. We have all like the, the you know the figurines and like the scaled stuff, but I want one more. I want more one-to-one. Give me like yeah. a one-to-one. One. I don't know, like T-Rex. <laughs> Give me a one-to-one T-Rex. Yeah, was it Chronicle like, doing like blue, a, man. I want a it. one-fifth scale T-Rex though? Yeah, I think point. they. I think that came out the one-fifth scale T-Rex. It was like ten feet long or something like that. <laughs> Jesus, imagine yeah. ten thousand dollars probably as well. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, but you know what killed me is it was just painted incorrectly. So it was like this really. It was an excellent casting of the real one-fifth maquette from Stan Winston Studios. That was awesome, but they used the absolute wrong painting reference. So it's just one of those things where it looks good but it could have been better especially mm. for that price um, i always wanted chronicles um uh, fuck, what was it not the stegosaurus i did want the stegosaurus that looked sick but the oh the patchy cephalosaurus yeah that looked really cool um i'm not sure if that one made it out or not i don't think it did um and i'm hoping for what it's worth dino dream might because they've been tackling a lot more of like you always get like the rotunda t-rex versus velociraptors and from all the these different set, statues, over and over the again. same stuff over and over again. And then Dino Dream comes out with the buck inside of the capture cage from the Lost World. Um, random, random. These Velociraptors, random, like, good in a good way. Random JP3, in a good way. JP3 Tyrandon, the compies on the log. JP3, I love JP3. Uh, <laughs> the compies on the log look phenomenal. By the way, I'm not sure if you've seen them, but um, they are not to be missed. I just want to have like a for me the problem with all these scale models and stuff like that is i want to hold it you know what i mean like with the star wars the benefit of star wars collectibles is like a lightsaber you can hold it you can swing it around you can like kind of play with it you know what i mean not play with yeah, it yeah, yeah. but like you know you can get tactile with it. that's why i picked the the cane because i want to be like old man Sandy walking around with ham and can you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, yeah no, no, the no, dinosaur no. egg. I know that Iron Studios or someone didn't dinosaur eggs as well, and I want to find those. Couldn't find them. Iron Studios is another one. They they're making really nice stuff, but it's just way mm-hmm. out of my price range. I want. Yeah. I want. I was almost gonna buy the Ford Explorer. They did, and then it, you know I was like, can I justify seven hundred bucks? And then when I looked at YouTube reviews, all the everybody's versions, the front suspension was like missing. So the car was like the wheel was touching the rim, and I was just like, what? Like that's not correct but it was everybody was receiving the same thing so yeah like, yeah hey, it's not 100 perfect so i'm not gonna go for that but yeah i don't know oh but that's an interesting point right jada jada toys or jada jada toy jada toys yeah jada um jada smith they just at comic-con they announced something that since forever i've been wanting and it's a perfect <laughs> a perfectly accurate ford explorer from the first film and it has lights it's got lights it lights up so i'm pretty pumped for that i think it's you know what's funny pumped. all this stuff is coming out like they missed the five years obviously but too late as well like yeah. all this stuff should have been coming out in the middle of like when the, the movies films. are popping off you know what i mean like we were screaming about the stuff for since like early days of jw org Yes, it's, where is it? It's here now, about ten years too late. But whatever. It seems like with JP thirtieth having a lot of success with its limited initiatives of items, both with uh, JP ninety three and Mattel and whatnot, as well as the captives collection for the uh, toy monster captives. I think a lot of other companies saw, oh, there's a lot of power in the Jurassic Park brand. Yeah, and I think it took other people doing it and being like, oh, there really is a lot of popularity and like demand for these products and I, I think that's what it took and now it's finally happening um so with the jada item jack do you know is that the same is that scale to like the one eighteenth scale so it's perfect for the mattel stuff it's the same as that the only other energy diecast that they've ever done is matchbox did a fallen kingdom edition of the of, of hammond's jeep right but it's actually accurate missing missing antennas and stuff but it's it's accurate it's metal it looks legit no other version, no other diecast that even Jada have done themselves have been accurate. They always miss something or the shape of the door is wrong. But they, they, I think they've partnered with another company. They've done like, I think it's a Knight Rider vehicle. And exp- the other vehicles that were on display were a complete blur. But yeah, the Explorer, 118th scale. Yeah, once you see your eyes on the Jurassic, everything else kind of, you, you get fixated. Corey was there, right? And I was just yeah. like, Corey, go, go get it. Go steal it. Like, Our boots on the ground fell. It looks phenomenal yeah no it it's real like, it looks accurate it looks perfect and i'm gonna buy as many as i can afford like <laughs> i've wanted that for years remind so, is the price 120 on that i think yeah 120 or something and spring 2024 so yeah it's exciting and if it does well then the internal rumor is that they will also do the wrangler and then yeah they might do other vehicles so even if you've got that matchbox wrangler which now retails on goes on ebay for like 300 bucks or something stupid. yeah something ridiculous it'll sit well next to that but just wait if, if this one sells well jada will do more i'm wondering if they'll do iterations too it'd be nice to get four and five i it wouldn't shock me if they do um if it's popular enough that it sells well enough and they're like hey we're gonna refresh it like let's just change the deco so if somebody wants to buy another one they can complete their set type of yeah. deal yeah yeah absolutely no it's super exciting but yeah jp30 kind of came and went there wasn't a lot going on, but I don't know if you've seen at Comic-Con, they had Step Into Jurassic Park, which, talk about that briefly, that's pretty, um, they've like, what have they done? They've got gates, and then they've they've sort of redone sets, and they've also got 
So for like photo ops, right? Yeah, a lot of photo ops, like raptors in the kitchen. I think there was a Dilophosaurus, like a T-Rex head. Like it was all sort of like diorama-y. It was sort of like one of those uh, universal tribute store type things with like props and full foliage and creates really good photo ops and a walkthrough of like these different props or recreations. And I think the props were like real Stan Winston props. Yeah, they looked like they were. I, I I didn't go through the pictures super intently, I get the feeling the raptor probably was just sculpted and not necessarily cast, but um, I think the Dilophosaurus. I think they, I think they, at the very least, used the modified ones that they had in the parks, which were modified from the Stan Winston ones. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, they looked good. It all looked pretty good. I, yeah. Also, they had <laughs> this was like highlighted in the press release. Dino chicken Don't nuggets. Yeah, yeah, the official chicken nugget of jurassic world i was like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> <laughs> but uh they did the like good nuggets i gotta admit i'm a i'm a, I'm a chicken nugget guy so. mariana richards too she uh she painted a uh a painting i guess painted painted a painting oh. is that the right she she did a painting i guess of uh the rotunda rex it she looks really good she um oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 very nice. was, yeah. There, yeah. was that on sale was that like for like uh charity or something or was Maybe it just there? auction I'm not sure but I, I just looked at the image i was like that looks great yeah, yeah that was cool. cool yeah yeah um there was a <laughs> there was a jp30 video that had uh tim and lex and a couple of other people in it was so bad i don't know if it you was... saw it. oh yeah <laughs> and they didn't even uh, one thing that really annoyed me about like the production of the video was that they were all looking at a different point near around the camera, camera None of them were in the same position which means whoever like was behind the camera whoever directed that was not <laughs> Like it was strange. I don't know. It was was. felt directionless. Um, I don't know. Maybe more content is coming later in the year. At this point, I'm going to say no. I I doubt it. But they should hire the Beyond the Gates guys. Those guys direct the hell out of their episodes. Who's that? The Beyond the Gates guys. I think you guys might know them. Terrible, terrible. They Um, should direct everything Jurassic. They're they're not too bad. No, you know, opinion. one of the, one of the, uh, there was three videos, I think, that were vintage video. I forget the name, InGen oh, Files or something. The InGen Files. Something like that. Um, I really liked them. They had like a fan who has an Explorer come into the park and they filmed like a 93 video of like using the Explorer. I thought that was really cool. The first one was great. Mm-hmm. The latter two weren't as, I think, impactful. But they were pretty cool, but they also kind of fizzled out. Like, I expected them to lead to, like, you know, amp up in terms of production. And, ha- like, you know, maybe the final one would be, like, now see our dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And, like, have something that was, like, whoa, whoa, this is really cool. It's, like, almost live action, like, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Something that brought the production up and really felt like, goddamn, I'm seeing the Jurassic Park dinosaurs again in a new way. And that just didn't happen. And it just sort of fizzled out with no fanfare. I was, like, oh, when's the next one coming out? And then, and like, it went by, two weeks went by, three weeks went by, and I'm like, oh, I guess they're done. So, cool idea, but it needed a little bit more, I think, like, direction, needed a bit more of a climax, needed a call to action, something. Um, they were cool, but they sort of fizzled. Mm. I, th- I think what the first one was the Triceratops one. I think it was cool. They filmed at Universal Orlando, and they used people that actually do work at the park. Yeah, yeah. In it, And I think that was really cool. There was a lot of thought put into um, – not just like the the video filter to make it look like it's from the 90s, but costumes as well. I think they did a relatively good job at trying to really, you know, set the period. It's a of fun that. idea. Really I love cool idea. It. Yeah. loved it too. So they were fans of the franchise. Like I love seeing that. Yeah, yeah. really good fun that. Um, but I, you know, 
it's celebrating Jurassic. It's like, what can you do? Do you watch the movies again? And I think if you're lucky to live in a city where, so I saw, this wasn't in June, but I saw Jurassic Park in concert the other day, which uh, I've seen it before with the London Symphony Orchestra where they perform and you watch the movie. This was Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. But seriously, the vibe of that auditorium, of that room, the fans in there, like people were screaming through the movie. It was so much fun seeing it with a live audience like that again and seeing it like the conductor came out and was like, uh, so I, I'm curious, you know, how many people in this room haven't seen Jurassic Park? And there, there was a few people, mostly kids. Uh, the, the lady in front of me hadn't seen it. So it was kind of funny watching her reactions through the movie. But then the conductor asked, how many of you, how many Jurassic Park super fans are here? And the whole room just like, like, yeah, <laughs> so good. I was, and I, I love that. And when the movie began and they were orchestra, I was, I was like, this is fucking, yeah, this is my life. Yeah. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park is not just like a movie, man. When you see it with a packed crowd, like each time we've seen it together in like the several crowds, like that movie is like, it's like, it's like cinema. They don't make movies like that anymore. That's like the thing no. the Jurassic World movies were missing. It's like that, like that almost like it's hard to pinpoint in a way i don't know you what it is it's like watch that, it and it's just perfect it's like that missing ingredient they really captured lightning in the bottle that, with that movie and they've just never been able to do it again i don't know what it is but seeing it in a group it just makes right. it more magical almost it's almost like you're there with the audience in the park you're like getting attacked yeah with the kids in, in the jeep and in, in the truck you're all it's experiencing like, it together which yeah, yeah that's what theater togetherness like. yeah. if you've been to a theater recently you know that the majority well I'd say the majority. A lot of people that sat in that theater are not experiencing the same thing as you. Half of them are on their phone these days. Like I've been in a few cinemas recently, and I've just been like, "Why are you even coming to the cinema? What is the it's point?" It's yeah, to go there now. It's not really the same frustrates it me. Like, oh, it really gets me. But um, yeah, no, the audience were just like Nedry came on screen, and the whole room just like screamed like in I, love it. I, love it. And I was like what the fuck uh, it was that was oh, a man really good yeah I, I can't if it if you have the chance to see it with the orchestra you know i would do it because it's a it's a real unique experience and they were so good that half the time i forgot that they were there playing i was just it's so sucked into the movie and the music was exactly as i've heard it no what key off it perfect what do they do with some of the more like electronically driven, like like the bassy types of sounds, like you know, like Dennis steals the embryos? Um, they had people in the back that I couldn't quite see that I think had maybe electric like keyboards that like in certain sounds, like synthesizers, yeah, like like the little music pads they hit. Yeah, yeah. Didn't miss a beat though. Samples. Didn't miss anything. And nice. what, I think one of the most exciting things was I went to the restroom in the in the halftime show. That was the last rapper in there. That was so exciting. No, uh, when I came back, I was walking down with a beer and I sat next to my girlfriend and I was like, I looked up and I was like, hang on, they're playing The Lost World. They're playing a track from The Lost World. And I just, I was like, yeah, this is perfect. That's so phenomenal. Right now, yeah. What song um, was it? Uh, I can't remember. It was towards the end, the sequence where there something in San Diego, but I can't. I don't okay, know the yeah. end of the track. I'll, I'll try and find it later. But they, I was just like, and nobody applauded. It kind of just went back into the movie. And I was sat there like ready to scream. <laughs> <laughs> it's so special. Yeah, that no, was lovely. Um, if you do get a chance, though, I would try and see that because what an experience. I think 
it's time to talk about the elephant in Mattel's headquarters. And no, it's not Barbie, because that's done pretty well as far as I'm aware. Yeah, it's done. Uh, very phenomenal. good movie. I loved it. I haven't I seen, have it, yet. seen it. I have Is not it seen it. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Can't I wait. I'm waiting for the crowds to disperse. It was busy. Both movies were supposed to be great, and both are performing very well in the box office, so mm-hmm. good for them. I, I uh, Oppenheimer, I know that they've he likes to shoot a lot of stuff IMAX, which is great, but I've I didn't realize there was an IMAX theater in or in the area nearby, so I'm actually waiting. Mm. Like a legitimate like like film IMAX? Uh, I'm not sure if it's film or digital, but either way, I want to see it on IMAX because mm. he, you know, they design new you lenses to. to make yeah. this film. I think he, they were shooting close-ups with IMAX cameras and stuff, which is bizarre. Dude, I'm really curious to see. I think the entire movie is shot in like the big picture format, and it yeah. just looks yeah. fantastic, dude. Each shot is like a you, see, you can like frame it, yeah. it. I've seen it. I've seen both. Yeah, I saw Barbie, Barbie first, then the bomb movie. I got depressed. <laughs> you know, I saw a couple dreary movie things. I know this is exaggerated, but I saw a few um, uh, screenshots of Google's search and stuff. That's like people have asked questions. You know, is there a post-credit scene to Oppenheimer <laughs> and stuff? And it's like, okay. God, <laughs> damn it! You know, is did uh, there was a question that was like, did they drop a real bomb for Oppenheimer? Yeah, they actually dropped a nuclear yeah, yeah, bomb. Yeah, they, Can you imagine? Right. <laughs> Yeah, we made a nuke and we, de- we set it off in the Nevada desert for this movie. Yeah, we weren't allowed to, we did. Jesus Christ. Never know. What a filmmaker this guy is, eh? Uh, I'm excited for those. But let's let's um, let's um hit it. So the crowdfund didn't reach, do you call it capacity? Didn't reach uh, full funding. It's goal. It's goal, Didn't yeah. reach the goal. Didn't reach the first Not goal. even close. Um, There, there was a, I sent a screenshot in, in one of the chats last night. There was, it did freak out at, when it ended and it said it's got like 3 million or something. Yeah, <laughs> something a million backers or something. I was like, huh? 300% funded. I'm going to try to find that picture now. That, in fact, did not actually happen. Although the website did glitch out. Yeah, there we go. I got it here. 1 million backers. <laughs> 1 million. You couldn't even get 2,000 backers. Funding complete. <laughs> 20,000. I didn't even know this was happening until like three days before it ended. Somehow, I'm Ow. like, somehow I I like to consider myself fairly connected into the Jurassic, you know, your community because like you guys and I follow a lot of people on like on Zit or whatever Zitter or whatever they call it X. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see it until we were like, yo, this is not gonna, this is not gonna hit. That's when I started like, that's when I noticed. I was like, okay, what the hell is this? And we I saw how much it was. It was like five hundred plus Canadian dollars. I was like, nope. Not yeah, that's it. When they switched to international, which was a good choice from the get go, they should have done that. But then I looked at the Canadian price and I was like, I can't justify the three fifty. Let alone no, you can get the, a, the you new can get Canadian Prime One Studios for five hundred bucks. I'm not paying Mattel five hundred dollars for a, like a toy. I'm sorry, I'm just not. So let's let's so, talk about the reasons. It, for anybody that's listening and doesn't know what it is, it was a a Mattel Jurassic Park gate set which lit up and opened by themselves. Very cool. Offenses were an additional thing if it reached a certain goal. There was a really cool Ford Explorer that had more detail. Uh, there was a Buck T-Rex, which was the Hammond Collection T-Rex with a new head sculpt and new, new paint feet. job. And new new feet, paint, which looked really good. And it did look really good, but that was one of the tiers that would get added in. There was also Electrified Tim, the goat, and things that would get added as... as Lex with a pink hat. Bon- as bonus. Or not a pink hat. Whatever, blue hat. Purple. Purple. 
Is it popular? Yeah. Very ambitious of them. Um, so You're a for a little background, what is a crowdfund? So why do crowdfunds exist? Crowdfunds exist because there are certain sets that cannot make it to mass retail. They are too expensive, too obscure, etc., too large for retailers to be interested in carrying them. So in the case of crowdfunds, um, crowdfunds are basically, you know, it's you got to make a minimum of a product to offset the costs of development. So crowdfunds, basically, they set their baseline price and saying, hey, if we get this many backers, if this many people pre-order this set, we will then be able to make it for this price. And if even more people make it and we make more money, we can add more value to the set. So then those are the stretch goals. Um, Hasbro, Star Wars, etc., um, they all employ crowdfunds to a phenomenal extent and have a ton of success. Yeah, it is yeah, yeah. a common thing. It's a very common thing to do really big like spaceships and whatnot, things that just can't make the mass market. And it makes sense. The Jurassic Park gates uh, quality level aren't really something that's going to make it to mass market. The concept of a Jurassic Park gate crowdfund makes a lot of sense. Where the missteps happened was the types of, the goals basically the whole set so like yeah the baseline set from came the, from the, in the, from the get-go, one of the things that did get me was the initial price it's just too high for what high. it was too high for an introductory price of what mm-hmm. you're getting in the baseline package yeah. especially because that price was it got to that price because they for some reason included a ford explorer with the set and here's the thing jurassic park gates and fences that's one crowdfund high quality Ford Explorer with premium mm-hmm. deco and decal, et cetera, and like really good components. That's another crowdfund. Yeah. High quality Hammond collection, Tyrannosaurus male Rex. That is another crowdfund. Yep. The problem, and you never see them do things like this. And the problem is, is Mattel immediately put all these three things together in the same crowdfund. Some of them as stretch goals though. So it's like you weren't even guaranteed to get them for the price. And then on top of that, their baseline image had everything like of all the stretch goals in it. So people look at it, go 250 and they're going, wow, this is a really good package. And then they go to back it and they go, wait, I'm only getting the gates and the Explorer. The other thing is, is they're usually collector level. So things like the lights, they made a lot of sense. Things like the mechanized gates and the music that it played. I'm going to be honest. That's not that's not the crowd. That's a mass market appeal thing. That is not your collector level type of appeal thing. This thing felt like it was a jack of all trades, a master of none. And it was sort of directionless in that sense. Yeah, I think obviously, as I said, the price initially would have deterred a number of people. I mean, right now, especially in this economy, like seriously, like we are all living through some tough times right now. And I think just spending, you know, 350 bucks on on toys is hard to justify in itself. I I'd said from the get-go, if it had been maybe the male T-Rex for 50 or 100 bucks, it's so much more reasonable just for that. And maybe a stretch goal adds something else, but just the smaller... I, I think, you, as you said, Chris, opening their first Jurassic crowdfund with so many items in one it was not the way to go, especially considering... That's not how any crowdfund even works. It just completely ignored the format of crowdfunds. And again, if they could have got this... The base set should have been the gates and the fences. Mm. If they could have got the gates and the fences with just lights around $200, I think you would have probably seen it succeed. Or if they would have just done a uh, Hammond Collection T-Rex, male T-Rex crowdfund. And then the add-ons maybe could have been like the capture gear or whatnot. Not capture gear, but like the the thing that it... like the cage that was in at the end of lost world or other little things like that junior t-rex with premium should come with the baby yeah yeah um Um, just the uh the initial 
set for 5,000 back as it needed was the gates and the Jeep. Did it have fences either side? No. Yeah, so that no. that was always a bizarre thing to me that there was the fences were like 8,000 backers or something to get the fences. Yeah, it was 6,000. 6,000 for the fences. Okay. Right. Um, 8,000 was the buck. Um, but it just didn't make any sense anyhow because that Ford Explorer should not have been in the set. That drove up the cost of entry. Also, keep in mind, this is the first time Jurassic has ever done crowdfund like this. First time Mattel Jurassic has done something like this. So the audience isn't trained the audience the the consumer the customer the fans they're not they're not trained to even understand how these things work and look for them so when you come in with a very sort of wishy-washy set that's like a little confusing and a really steep asking price it's just too much i'm not saying you can't do expensive crowdfunds i mean hasbro just announced from star wars a crowdfund for 500 dollars. i think it was like two days ago they announced it and the ghost from uh Star Wars Rebels and now the Ahsoka show. It was five hundred dollars. It needed eight thousand backers. It's already got eight thousand seven hundred forty-six backers, and it's still got wow. forty-one days left to go on its crowdfund. And obviously, like one you know, obviously, Star Wars does have a, a much larger toy collector audience, right? There is uh, just a lot more people there, but that is a good example of the way to do that product. They've right. established adult collectors in the way that a Mattel Jurassic, frankly, has not established. Uh, has really captured adult collectors because while like things like the Hammond collection are great and they do market them towards adult collectors, most adult collectors just haven't jumped on it. It's just not, it's not, it's not hitting the check marks that they want. So also mm-hmm. on top of that, they just haven't really captivated that audience. And there's just a lot of reasons why this went wrong, but I think the number one reason is it just did not follow the usual format. Usually you don't know what, you don't always know what all the unlocks are going to be immediately and you don't announce them all out the gate. You know, when you get to the unlock, you reveal the unlock. And uh, also you don't have three featured items, the gates, the Jeep, the Jeep, um, the, uh, the, uh, what's it fucking called? Uh, the Ford Explorer. I mean, yeah, the yeah. Gates, Ford Explorer, and T Rex, those are all different featured items. It, it would be like having like a Rancor, a spaceship, and like a Yeah, w- one of the things that stood out to me initially when we were making our first post and video about it was the fact that all of it stood together looks really good, except the Buck T Rex. Why is that there in front of the gates? It doesn't make any sense. And obviously, it's not supposed to be a set from the movie, but the fact that it was combined just makes you think did they choose the wrong rex or something you know visually because the buck has never been to nublar yeah <laughs> so it's just a, a little weird thing there like visually i think got me threw me off um if they could have found a way to get those gates and fences down to 179 to 200 i think that it would have met funding mm-hmm. and then they could have made the stretch goals a lot more realistic and then followed it up with an explorer followed it up with the buck t-rex not not in the same crowdfund as separate crowdfunds at the yeah. appropriate prices and I think people would be a lot happier with that. And I think they would have seen success, but for some reason they didn't follow the established, the ways that any other crowdfund works. They didn't follow them. They mm. tried to do something that was a little weird um, and it caused a very steep asking price. And it was just, I don't know. As soon as, as soon as they lost that momentum at the beginning, also without international backers, once you lose momentum and it starts plateauing, you really can't get it back. Cause most people are also saying like, yeah, I'll buy it. If I know we're getting at least 6,000 people. And the funny thing is it had virtually no marketing. And a week ago, yeah. They added the fences to the base package, but they did not advertise that. So one so, thing one thing that really, well, it didn't frustrate me, but I found it a bit bizarre was that the, the social media team from Mattel, I mean, Mattel Creations' own Twitter has been dead for like a year. 
Yeah. And I think there is still a huge audience of Jurassic Park fans on Twitter, especially the toy community. So it seems strange that they weren't on there constantly pumping out posts. And the official Jurassic World account never supported it, which is a bit of a bummer because I think that that would have brought it to new eyes. I mean, like, like, even, I didn't even see it until like last yes, week. Yes, he didn't know. Myself fairly connected. We posted it yeah. on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook many times. We had many excerpts of videos and images and reminders. Friendly for it. Uh, whoever at Twitter or, or X is holding Mattel down, we got to find this out. It's it's strange. It's conspiracy. Think, Elon Musk was against the crowdfund. He was against Jurassic. But I think um the the explorer, as you said, it should have been maybe a separate crowdfund because I could have seen that doing quite well as well. People like the Jeeps, people like the vehicles, they're very iconic. And even people that wouldn't ordinarily buy, say, a Jurassic Park vehicle may have been like, That's actually pretty cool. I think I want that. Yeah. And if they had done its own crowdfund, then maybe the Jeep could have had some LED lights. It could have run. been as good, if not better, than the Jada one. I think yeah. the problem also is for such a high asking price, I think the item is just doesn't have enough appeal. For like myself, I don't see myself ever spending that much to just for a set of gates and some add-ons. Like the gates have to be a part of something else. You know what I mean? Like the gates have to be like the gate and the fencing has to be secondary to something else. Like it can't be the main item for me. It's I think Chris, Chris made a good point that usually these things are more geared towards the, the hardcore collector, the actual fan, you know, the collector, the, um, sorry, the adult collector, I should say. And the gates definitely feel, I guess, yeah, they do feel more like a toy. They feel I mean, more they, childish. I'll just say it. Like, I consider myself an adult collector and I wouldn't great. adding that to my collection. But yeah, it's more like for play. You, they yeah. had well, they had features for play which made no sense, like the sensor that automatically opened the gates and played music. It's just a novelty and then. That you is something off that once you or do as mass market, not for the collector. Yeah. The lights, the lights make sense. The little spotlights lights having great. lights, the sure. fences having lights on them, that all makes sense. But the music and the mechanized gates and the sensor, that was mm -hmm. all needless cost, and that was not for this type of project. It doesn't really make any sense. Mm -hmm. Again, it's a more streamlined, no music, no mechanized gates, no sensors, just the gates and the fences at a cheaper asking price, um, with better better communication, better advertisement, and a better um a better stretch goal system. And I think that we would have met it. Fully, fully think that it would have yeah, met it. It's not that Jurassic Park fans don't spend money. We it's like we know we, we we do spend money. We like hundred percent we do. We things go Give us the right and product and we'll spend all our money. That's the thing. Exactly. And I uh, yeah, needlessly it, sometimes but, too much. I do feel bad for Mattel. I feel bad that their Same. first initial Jurassic campaign didn't get funded. That's tough. That's a real tough look. But I'm curious where we go from here. You know, what what is the, the next step? Impacts. What do we think they're going to do? Do we think they'll reconsider the, the crowdfund and think maybe, okay, let's listen to some of this. Maybe they will put the buck up as it's completely own crowdfund. What do we think is going to happen? I think that... Um... This is not, these items won't resurface for a very long time, um, if they ever do. I think they might do another crowdfund. I hope that they took the appropriate learnings from this crowdfund and structured appropriately. Um, but I don't think we're going to see the Gates or the Buck come back um, anytime soon. I think that whatever they had in the cards next, they'll try again. I just really hope they take the right learnings from the asking point and the stretch goals and also opening it up for international fans immediately because that just made no sense not having the international fans on it. And to your point about Jurassic fans spending money, yeah, Jurassic fans spend money just on eBay, a un the unreleased, canceled Chaos Effect Ultimasaurus toy. One of the uh, 
canceled ones, fully painted prototypes hit eBay, and it sold for $16,900. Oh, big spenders. Yeah. Yes. Jurassic has, Jurassic has serious collectors, and there are a lot of serious collectors that don't collect Jurassic yet simply because they're waiting for a more adult-oriented line. And I don't fully think Mattel has managed to captivate that. A lot of their, their Hammond collection is a great collection. I really do like the Hammond collection toys. But the reality is they're not that accurate. They're toys at the end of the day. The paint the paint jobs aren't necessarily different than the core line. It's just more paint, but at the same time, they need a little bit more direction with the Hammond collection to really hit those. They need to focus on accuracy and paint quality a lot more, in my I opinion, think... to captivate that audience in. I'm not saying they're not good. I think they are good, but they also aren't quite what people expect from adult collector series like the Black Series, Vintage Collection, NECA, etc., yeah, so I think that's, you know, we interact with the Hammond collection and the Legacy collection quite often through the Beyond the Gates work. And one thing that we consistently see, uh, and this is this is a weird point, but the Hammond collection figures can stand right next to a Legacy collection figure. And a lot of the time you couldn't tell them apart except for the extra articulation and maybe slightly yeah. better paint. There isn't that huge step up that you would normally see, you know, if you see the Black collection, um, is it the Black Hasbro? Black series. Black series. When I see them, if I do see them on shelves, I think that's actually pretty, pretty sick. Like, yeah, and those are also there's a lot of attention put into accuracy in the sculpts, and the Hammond collection just isn't doing that. They're making a lot of um, choices uh, where they're just not accurately sculpted. I think the Velociraptors might be the most egregious when it comes to that, um, where they're definitely the weakest. You know, Velociraptors are some of the most popular. Well, the Jurassic Park Velociraptors are some of the most popular cinema history like creatures. Iconic. As well as they're some of the most popular dinosaurs in the film. And their Velociraptor sculpt isn't very good. It's not even the Jurassic Park Velociraptor. It's just blue. And it's kind of a mediocre sculpt of blue at that. And it just, you know. And and this was the Hammond Collection one. Yeah, and they are addressing a lot of things with the Hammond collection. The feet are getting smaller, the teeth are getting sharper, etc. They are taking note. I think the, the issue is that people have been saying that for for years now. It's not like some new issue. Like, oh, the feet, the feet have always feet been, have been way too big. Jurassic <laughs> World, yeah, toy line, yeah. And and yeah, I think that uh, Mattel. I think they really need to put some legwork into pushing the Hammond collection a bit further and making sure the audience uh, and the collectors acknowledge that and they start reaching out to those collectors that go, Hey, I want to collect Jurassic, but there's nothing quite there for me. I, I think that Mattel needs to put some legwork in there to get that odd, that audience there um, because they're close, but they're not there. And, and we've mentioned this before. It's, it's a, I've always, I grew up going into little game stores and seeing all the Necker and McFarlane toys and collectibles and thinking, oh my God, can you imagine Jurassic Park figures? Like there's not just dinosaurs, but like the humans. Imagine Nedry in a NECA, you know, a NECA figure. And then I remember looking at the Harry Potter NECA lines and just, I was blown away by the level of detail. And that was years ago. And I think NECA Jurassic Park, a real fantastic collection, I think would do really well. Um, yeah. And, you know, when the Hammond collection was announced, that was the hope. I think Mattel can do that, but they need to reevaluate. They need to put a higher emphasis on sculpting accuracy and and sculpting detail. Because sometimes the hand, I there are some Hammond collection items that have less like hard sculpted detail on them than like their core collection items, um, which 
that shouldn't happen. But also just they're they're not getting like the skull shape, the body shape. They're missing all the details. Like, oh, this is the Jurassic Park Velociraptor, but it's doesn't have any of the unique intricacies of the Jurassic Park Velociraptor. This is the JP3 Raptor, but it doesn't look like the JP3 Raptor. I, I think that they need to do a better job of saying, yeah, that's the toy that I know. But also they're clearly using the same painting mechanics that you do on core line toys which is more toyetic and it, it does look nice it looks sharp it looks fresh it looks professional but it doesn't look necessarily organic when it comes to collector level toys people want a more organic naturalistic approach to the painting so i do think they need to reevaluate how they paint these as well i know that there's a limit to the amount of paints so i'm not necessarily saying oh throw a hundred more colors on there i know that that's not possible i'm saying change the way you paint them entirely from the ground up to encapsulate a more naturalistic look um mm. a more collector premium type of look and, and they that, are that doing, drives up the price though well no not necessarily you can use the same amount of paint with well potentially because i imagine they're using the same factories that they have set up for their core line and that's probably why they're using the same core line painting uh mm -hmm. mechanics because they're already set up for that 100 um I think the, um, I think, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. The uh, NECA, the thing with NECA is I feel like it's a miniature version. It's like comes straight out of the movie and it's a miniature of that movie, right? It looks probably like NECA. I think NECA has been having similar issues to Mattel though, where people have been complaining, I think relatively recently, not like maybe oh. in the past five years or so, people have been complaining about sculpts not being accurate. Oh, hey, really? Is being off. Yeah, I think so. I, th I think from memory, NECA used to hand sculpt. But they used to be I some of the most premium, like, yeah, yeah, but affordable I think they, they used to hand sculpt. Things. And I think they slowly transitioned. To... aiming for, really, right? They were yeah. trying to aim for what NECA used to be, but they're just off the mark, like Chris is saying. The, the details are just off, the paint's mm -hmm. off. And it just makes, because of those details. It, now, I think NECA, I don't think NECA might else. be an unfair comparison for what the Hammond collection is. I think the black series is a much more apt comparison or the vintage collection is a much more apt comparison. Sure. Um, but I still think that um, there are a lot of things and they are making improvements and there are a lot of phenomenal items in the Hammond collection. Um, and I think some of their best items, like I think the best other than the T-Rex, the best item in the Hammond collection is the irritator, which mm. isn't even from the movies or yeah, from nice the games. It, it's just it's something they made up but it's, it's phenomenal. because there's, there's nothing to like you don't have like a movie reference to almost have a prejudgment off of exactly for the first time it's like that's that's a fresh model that's that's it but I what's also about about the, the hands are sculpted movie. well the feet are sculpted well yeah. the teeth are sculpted like it has a lot of things the model more for what it is mm -hmm. one of the things i think as well that that gets me is um the name the hammond collection you you associate with john hammond and the first jurassic park i'm not saying you know other dinosaurs can't be included but you'd think that the whole first run would be jurassic park dinosaurs jurassic park humans everything they can in that thing and i know a lot of the issues is you know shelf space and size of the dinosaurs and they can only go so the scale was reduced from the amber collection so they couldn't you know but I feel like they're missing a number of dinosaurs and species that would have made sense in the Hammond collection compared oh, yeah. to a lot of the ones they did, which like like the Irritator, it's, it is a great figure, but why is it here? <laughs> or or the Metricanthosaurus as well. Um, cool idea. That cool, but that was cool because that was in the canon of the first Jurassic, right? Yeah. The Metricanthosaurus on the on the DNA vial. You're like, okay, cool, yeah. If they're going if they're gonna follow 
that original design style, then that could be a really cool figure. Yeah, and I think there's a few other species. You know, there are quite a few other species from Jurassic Park from the DNA vials in the park map and whatnot that they could lean into. Uh, I think also maybe leaning into some of the deep cuts like Troodon from Jurassic Park the game and whatnot. I think if they wanted to do some obscure deep cuts, that would be the way to go. There are um, definitely fans of the games who would love the like even the bioluminescent uh, parasaurs. Where are those? That well, makes sense. The Jurassic Park one par parasaurs, which are uh, quadrupedal, and what's fantastic is the Jurassic World Dominion parasaurs are quadrupedal so if you sculpted the accurate body for jurassic world dominion for the parasaurs but then gave it like the lost world style head and painted it like jurassic park boom you've got a jurassic park one parasaur and then you take that head and then you give it a jurassic world dominion head and then boom you've got the jurassic world dominion parasaur and like something like that makes a lot of sense to me mm -hmm. um that and then, yeah, you could do the bioluminescent one from Camp Cretaceous and whatnot. Well, I'm I just mean, surprised that hasn't had a toy yeah, yet. Yeah, a glow-in-the-dark figure, it just, it just makes sense. I don't understand yeah. how that's not a thing yet. What I a feature would... that would be. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah it's <laughs> Versus that awesome. damage action they all seem to have. Like, yeah. And the tag pull up. <laughs> yeah, my Parasaur has a gaping wound, but it won't, yeah. won't glow-in-the-dark like the, like the show. Hammond Collection doesn't have any of the Pteranodons from the films either. You know what? Um, if Mattel wants to go, if they just want to make dinosaur figures, but just make but that's what the core like lines for. Too, then you know what I mean. But that's also what the core lines for, and I think that's one of the things where the Hammond collection should really be leaning leaning into differentiating itself from the core collection, as in yeah. really leaning into the accuracy, the really leaning into the quality, and leaning thinking into about the what does the adult collector want to have on his shelf. That's they, what they need to do. For what that does line. Jack Delamar want to add to no his more. pile of sauropods? I got no more room. <laughs> I got no more, fellas. I got no room. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, totally. You know, it would be a great deep cut. Um, the Jurassic Park baby animatronic Triceratops, which did get featured in the Lost World, but didn't make it to Jurassic Park. But if they want to do something that's on the smaller scale, that's doable, do that one. Also, where's the Stegosaurus? Also, the Triceratops was a bit small and it didn't have an articulated. You know what? Triceratops was cool though, and the articulation that allowed you to pose it like lying down. That yeah, I like really, that. They, they succeeded there. That, I think that was really yeah, cool. that was good. Um, by the way, I have the Habitat Defender Triceratops. Um, the big one, Sick big, name, by the way. big, big. Is it good? Um, it's one of the best toys Mattel's done. So I think that's the thing. It's not that they can't. It's just that there, there seems to be a, a lack of what would you even call Correction. it? direction yeah direction um but Project let's talk about what they have done well the 93 classic collection i could i can't find any issues with it except the fact i haven't that there even wasn't seen them more. in stores that means they must be selling i guess yeah no they did very well i think they did extremely well and as, as, as far as toys go you know that was the opening episode of the third season of beyond the gates that we did was was the 93 classic toys and it felt like kenner it really felt like kenner again and i think that's what they were achieving with that was the playability, the like expanded world. It's Jurassic Park, but not quite. It's like, you know, it's Ian Malcolm's got a jetpack and it's just fun. It's just it had direction. It had yeah. direction. And I think mm -hmm. the thing with like the core line is like the core line, you know, all the details are like authentically movie sculpted or something like that. But then you look at them and you're like, the head's twice as big as it should be, the tail is twice as small as it should be, and it doesn't really look like the movie. Whereas and they're starting to get a little better with that from what I've seen from next year's lineup, um, which I showed off some at Comic-Con. Um, the proportions are looking a little bit better, which is which is something that I'm very happy to see. But like at the same time, they, they're already doing that with the um, 
the core lines i don't know what i'm saying is the jp93 collection knew what it wanted to be and it really pulled it off it succeeded uh, yeah it succeeded it found a style and it leaned into it and it carved out a really really cool portion of something that i think mattel is quite good at is that sort of more toyetic style yeah toyetic is the word i think like they're very they're playable as a child like that would have been a such an exciting toy because that's kind of what a lot of like kenna series 2 did and you know like playing this imagine if scenario what if with jurassic park what if they fought back with bazookas and massive guns? <laughs> you know, it's just like, kids want to play with that. They want a Jeep that pops the, the hood off when it rams into a dinosaur. And I think they achieved that with 93 Classic. And all the nods to the Kenner stuff. The Jeep, so good, dude. The so good. Is the unreleased Night Hunter or whatever it was called Jeep. It's like the unreleased on, Jungle great. Colors, Series yeah. 2 Jungle Colors. Amazing. That's yeah. uh, the level that I think people want. And I think it's really obvious from as soon as they announced it, that they should have done more 93 Classic. And I think there are probably going to be some more coming. I would imagine... This I is- want a Series 2 style, like a throwback. You know how the Series 2, like a like a big blue ugly logo on the yes. front, like the old ones? Like I have blue, Series 2. Rampage blue. Jackson. I want a new Rampage yeah. Jackson, baby. Sam I- Jackson need, needs a figure. There needs to be a Ray Arnold 93 Classic figure on his way to the bunker. It needs to be, you know, oh, loaded so up. Good. Gun Ray Arnold did a good job with that. Scene. Whatever that figure was, that was good. I like that final scene. scene. Ray Arnold, that was good. I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they need to do more like that because it has a lot of direction, and I think that that's really good. I think it sets itself aside. It knows exactly what it wants to be, and it does it too in a sounding quality. It it appeals to kids. It appeals to collectors, and I think that it it delivers the perceived value of what people expect from that type of item as well in a, in a sounding way. Whereas, again, the Hammond collection, sometimes I think people want it to be a little bit more, you know? I so think I was the price points of the of the human packs for the 93 Classic, I, if I remember correctly, they were very reasonable for what was included. Because you had yeah, a couple of dinosaurs, a hatchling. $25 for that. I can right. And how much was the T-Rex? 50 bucks. The Red Rex. I just want to say the Red Rex is beautiful, and I'm, I'm still looking for it. Like, for a good price. Still looking for it. You can you can have the one that was filmed on Beyond the Gates if you like. You can have that big. I want to have the packaging still intact, though. You know what I mean? Uh, I, have the packaging uh, intact. I love the packaging. They did a really good job. I with usually the keep the packaging, but for some reason, when I got the Red Rex out, the whole packaging ripped apart. So I was just like, "Well, you're too excited to get into it." I understand, I like dude. I get it. I was like a kid. Yeah, Mattel, you get you nailed the dude. It me. wasn't that. We I was we were on a deadline, so I was rushing. You're just yeah. ripping it in there, just get it out. <laughs> got a film. Got a film. <laughs> Let me see. Target says the Malcolm pack is twenty three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, it's really reasonable considering how much is in the set as well. There's all these different ways to pose it. There's all these guns and bazookas. It's kind of a specialty set, in my opinion, too. Kind of limited edition, so it kind of I could see a little bit of extra premium price on that too. I could be okay with that. And it comes with, with that. It comes with a lot. It does come with a lot inside yeah. of that set. Um, yeah, so I, I think that they found a really cool subset of the market i don't think a lot of toys are doing that right now and i think jurassic lends itself really well to that so i think them going that route for that is a lot makes a lot of sense i think them maybe getting back to more realistic proportions in the core collection but also making affordable dinosaurs in the core collection with like toyetic features like you know attacking features or roaring sounds makes a lot of sense and then the hammond collection needs to take it further into the film accuracy and i think that they got to redo a lot of them again i think they got to redo the galliamimus the velociraptors the lockwood collection right (laughs) (laughs) change the name (laughs) um but i i think if they if 
right now, I feel like a lot of their items are trying to attract a little bit of everyone. And, and they have all these different subsets of lines. And it's like, at this point, specialize your line. Yeah, just pick, it pick does not direction. feel... JP93 was the first time something felt specialized, um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to do a little bit of everything, but not fully leaning in, into one thing or another. And the Hammond collection, at the very least, is the one that needs to really find its direction of collector quality accuracy and lean into it. And I, I know there's going to be certain caveats when you add articulation and whatnot. Certain, I think that there are always going to be certain compromises that need to be made, but a lot of the compromises aren't from features. It's just like, oh, hey, that has the wrong head sculpt. Just hands down, they didn't sculpt. Like the the SDCC, they showed off the Dimetrodon, and it's just not accurate to the film. Yeah, that was a weird one. Was that Hammond or Legacy? That's Hammond. Yeah, it's strange. Um, but Fine. I think the 93 Classic, I didn't see any negativity about it. Maybe I wasn't no. looking in the right places. but I didn't see any catch. negativity. Everybody that I saw was just like, yep, getting it. That looked great. Um <laughs> One thing that's obviously Mattel are hesitant to use Twitter for whatever reason, because clearly they don't look, but there's so much dialogue on there, probably on Discord, on all the other apps. I don't know, but I see it on Twitter. The response to all the different releases will tell them what they need to do. That's horrible. It's simple as that. People are really explicitly clear on the issues and then what they do love about it. And it's really easy to get a sense for what the community, the people that buy this stuff consistently are actually thinking. It's just a yeah. shame they don't seem to tune into that. Well, one of the weird things is uh, if you recall when Mattel announced the crowdfund set, they had a live stream and during the live stream at the end of the live stream, they're like, and we want your feedback. We have a detailed um, survey going out to everybody that's like backing the set. Um, about the Hammond collection because we want to make the Hammond collection even better. And we're sending out that survey soon after the stream. Never went out. No. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, they did say they want to listen. I hope that comes in at some point and they actually do do that survey because there's there's room for improvement with the Hammond collection. And I think if they nail it, they're really going to bring in a whole lot of uh, collectors that are just kind of there on the cusp, like eyeing it up and mm-hmm. going, yeah, the T-Rex looks pretty good, but the rest really is... Yeah, the Brachiosaurus, maybe, but the rest really... I think that if they can just push it a little further, they're going to do really well, but they do need yeah. to push it a little further, and they do need to listen. And most of all, they need to adhere to the films for the sculpts. <laughs> that, yeah. that is just the hands-down thing. Yeah. Is you need to adhere to the films. Yeah. Um, because when they don't, it shows. And it's not that it's a bad toy, but it doesn't quite make sense for what it is. Um. Yeah, no, I agree. Here's a question for you guys. So do you think they should bring back the Amber collection in that scale? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Fully think the Amber collection should come back. I don't think it should be the way the Amber collection was held, handled before because most of those items were basically suffering from the same issues that I've pointed out that the Hammond collection suffers from. But if they could do it right, then yes. Six-inch figures, yeah. See? So what's the difference? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Pugh. <laughs> that's like his teacher in school it's like so for the uninitiated and for those who can't remember like myself what exactly is the difference between the amber collection versus the hammond collection the hammond collection is scaled to the 3.75 inch scale which is the same scale that the core toy line is whereas the amber collection was the six inch uh items so the six inch scale so um you know the items were larger uh is this the tyrannon that i have 
yeah, the JP3 Pteranodon would be from the Amber Collection. Okay, which so is actually remarkably, in my that's opinion, a good one. Amber, that's a very good one. The rest I have of it right there. It's, I look, yeah. if, if they want to bring those back, bring it back. I'm, I'm Mine is still at Chris's. Yeah, I got to get that to you. Um, yeah, the Amber Collection should come back. In fact, the Amber Collection, I was thinking of it. Amber Collection would probably be a great way to do a crowdfund. Amber Collection Jurassic Park Velociraptor sculpted accurately to Jurassic okay, yeah. Park with a really premium deco, a nice little stand for it. Um, it wouldn't be expensive. So good articulation. Yeah, exactly. I think something like that would be a great way to then start bringing the uh, crowd funds into uh, a spot where they make sense for collectors. Yeah, I think an Amber Collection... Is it more they, scale that you think it should come back for? Or yeah, more? because a lot of collectors want something they, they can put on their desk or whatnot. And the Hammond Collection Velociraptors are pretty small. So even if they were sculpted accurately, they don't necessarily have that, uh, you know, that that eye-grabbing intention, that thing that you place on your desk. And it doesn't it's like, have that weight factor like that I want from, like, my... When I, when I look for expensive collectibles, I want to have that premium, like... I want it to be, have that heavy base. I want it to weigh like a hundred pounds. And like, if I dropped it, I'm yeah. dropping like a twenty thousand dollars worth of like yeah. porcelain on the ground. Amber needs to come back, but it cannot be what it was before. It needs right. to come back proper, mm-hmm. more premium. Uh, you know, yeah, more premium and accurate. Again, basically everything that we're applying to the Hammond collection items of the critic criticism and whatnot it would need to be applied to the amber collection as well but also because they're larger items that those those issues come into play a lot more and the six inch collector community is a lot more serious than the 3.75 inch so yeah it should come back it's crazy that there's no six inch larger scale uh collectors only reason why amber collection went away is they ran out of most of the small dinosaurs and they tried to do large dinosaurs and retailers said hey that looks good but we're not going to carry a giant triceratops that retails at 80 dollars like cool, <laughs> oh but, i got yeah, you yeah, yeah. Cool, but uh eh, i don't think we want that on our shelf we could sell a lot more small things at that price so that's what happened in the amber collection it wasn't that it wasn't a success it was that it was too large to continue essentially it was too mass time. market yeah for what it was trying to do and not ho- yeah not honed in enough on like aiming to certain type of collection. also yeah i think not mass product you can't like mass produce to that level and not have like quality of quality issues you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's where like the shortcuts come in with the paint and then the the models are sort of look the same because they save time and money that's the thing. They're Some cool. of them, like you said, yeah. the Pteranodon from JP3 looked amazing. That yeah, made me want to collect again, you know? Yeah. But then, you know, the Tiger Raptor was good, but it wasn't great. It was like, it was a, it was just blue. It was, it was blue. the same blue That's with the problem, weird, right? it becomes the weird the web fingers. Else. Weird yeah. web fingers in the short digit, which is really strange. And then it was just Blue's model. And then it was also just painted like the normal toys, it only with cheap. more. It didn't have that premium level painting. I think if they brought... The Amber Collection back, maybe they did some of the things that they do with the Hammond Collection, like the glass eyes, for one thing. Mm. So imagine a Velociraptor with glass eyes, sculpted accurately to Jurassic Park, with about as accurate of a deco you can get for an appropriate price point. So that means no clean, harsh deco stamp stripes. That means more of using uh, the appropriate techniques like uh, washes and dry brushes and whatnot. That gives that more organic, organic, broken up type of look. Within a nice premium finish over it, I think that you would have collectors jumping on that. I think that you'd small have small things like that, small details like that. 
all those adult eyes, collectors that don't eyes, it makes mm -hmm. it, it makes them pop. It, makes, it just catches the light just a little bit differently and make you make you look at it. Yeah, that's the, the thing. You know, we we film black. under lights for Beyond the Gates, obviously. So mm -hmm. you really get to see the detail in these in these in these figures and the glass eyes, how they pop, and some of them a lot more than others. And it becomes apparent when you really start blasting light at it and filming it in 4K, and you really start seeing either the 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 positives or the negatives about certain figures. And it, 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 they, they do feel apart. Like I said earlier, some of them Hammond collection dinosaurs feel like they were just legacy collection. They, they stand. They're not that they different. The same. They're not that different. They just have more articulation and yeah. maybe a little bit more paint, but the same type of paint. It's the same type of decos being applied. There's just more of it. And that's where it, it, I think that they could do. Uh, speaking of Beyond the Gates, though, real quick, uh, another set that I want to call out that I really like is the uh, Jurassic Park workers and the Raptor Cage. Oh, set. yeah, that was fun. That was That's a good a great one. set. Yeah, yeah. And, and at the same time, the Lost World, the Jeep, uh, the Mercedes Jeep, and comes with Malcolm. Malcolm, yeah. Um, and uh, five sets there. And a mediocre Buck Rex. <laughs> Did the Buck Rexes have never been good as far as I'm concerned. I can't even yeah, remember yeah. the T-Rex it comes with, but I know that, yeah, the Jeep the Jeep was pretty cool, but those two sets, I think they're on the same same episode. That so was a nice one, yeah. That was a good, that was a good bunch of... Do more like that. Uh, I would like more like that. Um, That's a th this is what we said, though. The park workers, you should be able to buy park workers as many as you want on MattelCreations.com. 10 bucks, 15 bucks. Get me I would love that. more for my scene. An army of them. You know how Hasbro has the HasLab thing where you can uh, print your own face yeah. on, on like a Star <laughs> Wars character need. or whatever? Imagine if you can print your own face on a collector level. Dude, uh, Lego, Star War, uh, Lego Jurassic World, the game, had that. You can create your own minifigure with like with like a bunch of faces, a bunch of yeah. clothing options, special like abilities. It was like... Dude, I made myself, and I was like a paleontologist guy. I was like, this is sick as shit. I totally use this Hasbro to make myself as like a veterinarian or something. While we're calling out items that I think I like, I, I do want to say the Jurassic Park uh, Hammond Collection Brachiosaurus. I like that a lot, actually. You know, the head sculpt is phenomenal. Jack's pointing um, to it in the back. Yeah, really it, it's a really nice item. And also the really Legacy Collection of Mankisaurus um, really surprised me. Here's the thing, right? As a season mentioned, really nice. because of the way the set's built, I have to keep the sauropods on the table. It's a bit frustrating, but you know what? It actually looks pretty cool, though. The the Memenki is my favorite of all the yeah. sauropods. I think just because the scale of the head and the face, everything about it feels like, oh, it actually is in line with all the smaller ones. The, uh, one... the Brachio is fantastic. The rubber neck is really great. It photographs well. But the, I don't know. It just looks like it's bloated in a way. I don't know how to really describe it. Um the Momenki source, the only thing, the one detractor of the Momenki source is the ultra large legs. They should have been. Small. Makes no sense. When you when you see the scene, the apatosaur, you it's really like only twice see the size. through the legs. And it's yeah. So, it's got such thin legs compared. Yeah, that's the one thing. That's <laughs> the one thing that from the scale of it. But it's a big item. The neck is super long. The tail is super long. The head is in proportion. It's a, I like it. Uh, I when the we knew we were getting as well is yeah. really really well thought out on the Memenki. we were skeptical about the Memenki before we had it in hand it yeah. wasn't until we both had it in hand and opened it and began filming it they were like oh you can pose the we, neck we, we like this we the like neck, this one it can become brachio in its neck so it's like super yeah. or you oh, can it's do like, like, it's like the Apatosaur, though, right? set now it's like long like in the lost world where it's like fully almost fully yeah. stretched out and it's we big were worried the picture we saw first had it like whether the neck was up like the Brachiosaurus and the head was facing forward. We and were we worried that if you put the neck down, the head's just going to be pecking the ground. 
But yeah, you couldn't, it's not. See, you couldn't see the uh, head articulation, the ball joint at the back of the skull. So we were like, man, you can't really stretch out the neck or else it's going to be staring at the ground. But it turns out mm -hmm. it's got really good articulation on the head that allows the head to then dip upwards. And then you can pose it appropriately in either pose. And that was a nice surprise because the other sauropods didn't really um, – the other legacy collection sauropods didn't really offer that level of posability, I feel. Bloody Dreadnoughtus in the back as well. I hate, hate the oh, Dreadnoughtus. Dreadnoughtus is a, it's too much. I, I don't know if anyone has one, let us know in the comments because I'm curious to see what you think. Where do you put it? Where do you put yours if you have a giant sauropod? It's like, it's, a, it's over five feet long. Yeah, like, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. And you can't take Dude. them apart once they're together. <laughs> I can't even put like, it back in the it's box. It's hard to display these bad boys. Like, I appreciate them. Don't get me wrong. I love mm -hmm. what Mattel is doing with like the big, big brachiosaurs and like sauropods. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. I love that. Like Hardly everybody wanted a Brachiosaurus back in the day. Oh, everybody yeah, wrong, yeah. And yeah. let's also think, imagine the kids that are getting these. Like if we would have had a toy that size as kids. We would have oh gone nuts. Yeah, so, I mean. yeah, everybody wanted that when we were kids with the Kenner stuff. Like the thing, was Brachio, we want the Brachio, we want to do the scene. So they are ticking a lot of boxes here and these are fantastic. They're doing a lot. If but, you want to like take them all out and just give them to the kids that live in this bit, just like take yeah. these, like have you these sort of out of my house, please, please <laughs> take the toys. I don't want them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Let's um, do it. Let's talk about the retro collection. All right. I think this is a really exciting thing. It's completely different. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the studio, but uh, in, limited run games. Limited run games have now they do a lot of good a trailer stuff. featuring some gameplay, a complete remake of some of the original Jurassic Park video games. Some of the very first ones, which I have to admit, I've not played. Yes. Yeah, I I never played the... So the, they, the collection is from, like, the Nintendo. And I never played the Nintendo games. I only played the Sega Genesis games um, and Onward. So I haven't played these, but it's really good. In fact, here, let me tell you what it includes. It includes Jurassic Park from the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Game Boy, and the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, and then Jurassic Park Part 2, The Chaos Continues, from the That's Game Boy I'm and the Super most Nintendo for that. Entertainment System. For that. So, on top of remastering them, like, I mean, they, they're still the same pixel art, but they brought it all into HD to display on HD screens and whatnot. They've also added save systems. So, like, the old games, if you remember, they didn't have save systems, so they're really difficult. You couldn't save your progress and you stopped playing. Well, really? start over. Yeah. <laughs> quality so, of life wow. These have some good quality of life changes in that regard. You know, proper, there's a trailer online too. proper remastering. Looks like a great collection. I've got the press release in front of me. Um, it says, okay, it says the classic collection. Um, the press release, I'm a little confused by it because it says, but that's not all. The classic games collection will also include the following classic Sega titles in the collection. Then it doesn't have anything underneath it. And also the press release talks about, um, however, apparently they're going to upgrade these. They're going to have like game carts with amber colored shells of the, in the premium collector's edition that featured light up cards, numbered slip covers and a collectible set of posters. Um, so there's a standard edition, just the physical copy of the game, the classic edition, which includes a physical copy of the game, a steel book in VHS style packaging, the prehistoric edition, which includes the regular game, a Mattel Velociraptor figure, Alan Grant's ID card, CD soundtrack, mini cartridge um, replicas and display frame, and classic that. toy style packaging. And uh, the collector's edition, which I think includes all of that. The collect oh, the prehistoric edition. No, I'm sorry. The prehistoric edition is the most expensive one. 
The collector's edition is a step down and it includes the amber light up retro cart numbered slip cover, double sided poster. That's uh, the one five, I want. Apparently all five posters and apparently there's five posters and all five of them could be combined in one image. And um, yeah, I mean, so I'm a little confused why it calls out the Sega games and then doesn't include the Sega games. I don't know if that reading this now, I'm like, is this supposed to be in the press release? I'm a little, I'm a little confused by that. Um, maybe that's a future title release. Um, but I guess you yeah, it might be part of the bigger Actually, if, you, if okay. you've read this online and you have a little bit more information than us, let us know. But I'm not seeing anything. I'm cross-referencing to their website. I'm not seeing anything about the Sega games. I'm also not seeing anything about the collector's editions. But um, no. just, just double check. I don't available for pre-order yet. I was just checking the other day myself because I do want these really badly. Because limited run, if you guys don't know, uh, they do a lot of good, like, they do a lot of, from for me, why I'm familiar with them is they do a lot of Switch games and, like, limited edition, like, physical copy of Switch games are usually like, digital only and stuff like that. So it's, like, pretty decent in terms of, like, the packages they prepare. So if yeah. they're saying they're going to prepare, like, all this stuff for Jurassic, yeah. you got to get on board. you got to get on board while you, you still can. Exactly. I think the base game is $30 or something like that, um, which is great. And it's obviously, uh, digitally as well, I think, too. Obviously, if it's, if it's a success then they're going to do more games um, because they don't just do pixel art games. They do PlayStation, like, you know, original PlayStation. So Lost oh, World, way. Lost World PlayStation's probably on the cards. It opens the door for anything. Trespasser oh potentially. God. Who knows? Trespasser might be difficult. Who that knows? It's, it's a wild world, though. Okay? It's a wild world. Trespasser would need some remastering if you put it on consoles to allow need a lot of, I don't even think it's possible. You know what? You know what? That brings up a good point. Something I did want to talk about. It does. It does bring up a good point. Trespasser VR. I don't know if you've seen it, right? Trespasser yes. has a has a, a niche, but there's a good audience there on trescom.com. Trescom.com or trescom.net? Trescom.org, maybe. One of yeah. them. But th- there's a great audience there. And for years, this guy had a blog, Lord. Trespassing Petrolia, and he was remaking the whole of Trespasser. And it looked incredible. He was in the... Not the Unity engine. What's the main engine that everyone... Crisis engine. For a long time, he was in Crisis engine. Anyway, he just suddenly changed his tune a few months back and dropped Trespasser VR. So he changed it to VR. Um, but he released the first like level, you know, the beach, when you come off the plane and everything with Anne. And he's remodeled a lot of it. Remodeled the island, remodeled the game. Uh, I just think that's worth the shout out. It's such a unique I'll give it a look. I got a fan project, but if you've got a VR headset, why are you not playing with it? Why I need to see if that could run on the Mac and if I can use that Oculus headset. I think um, I think it does work with Oculus. That's why, yeah. yeah. I think it does. I think I got one of those at home, yeah. But that's yeah. really cool. I think a trespasser is one of those games that it's people initially think oh, I was just full of glitches and stuff, but there's a lot of love there and it does tell a story with actually Richard Attenborough narrating as John Hammond. And I think there's a lot of, tried to do a lot. It was overly ambitious and probably needed another year or two in the oven. And then I think it would have been a phenomenal game. It was sort of ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would love to see trespasser come back um, with a remaster, but again, it would probably need to be more of a remake than a remaster because there's certain yeah, elements. Just, the controls for one thing, at least need remaking the whole, uh, the whole physics engine was, was flawed. For yeah. What and getting so. the, there was no physics. Yeah. 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 The um, anti-physics. There was no friction. Back to limited run games real quick. So there's the PlayStation uh, lost world game. Then there'd be maybe Warpath, which was the dinosaur fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Are there any, I guess, like all the Sega Genesis games I'd love to see 
you know, JP3 didn't have, one. um, it had like danger zone, there's weird sort of like education. Yeah, I don't think they would do no, no. on Operation Genesis. Let's just stop beating around the bush. Let's just stop this nonsense. Come on, let's give us a remaster, proper, limited run of Operation Genesis. Oh, that let's was do yes. It. How about Chaos Island, the Lost World Chaos Island? That was that fun. That was a point. So of niche, like, sort of, yeah. Um, what do you call it? War. It was like yeah. a war game. War. Um, <laughs> but that had good. Like, that had they, them all in. I think Vince Vaughn, uh, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> did all the Jurassic Park Three Park Builder, um, Scan Command. I don't know. Um, Scan Command. Yeah, Command. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was crazy. The Lost World arcade game would be a pretty cool. The game. Arcade games. Actually, oh my god! The arcade game. games are a blast. The arcade games are a blast, and even the new one. That well, not new. A lot of twenty fifteen. The wild one with the wicked dinosaurs. Jurassic Park arcade. Yeah. I played it recently, and I was like, this game is so fun. It's a lot like, of fun. It not does a- the arcade thing right. Jurassic Park doesn't have as many video games as you expect that would like make it to a classic collection, but it does have a plethora of them on um on the Sega Genesis. So you've got Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park Rampage Edition, The Lost World. Those three games themselves are phenomenal and would serve very well. Lost World PSX would be a, a Lost World PSX and that, and Warpath. Pick that up from time to time and play it because it's yeah. such a fun game. Um, Warpath, it's got a lot well. of love. It's got uh, Giacchino being. You know, he he scored those games. He scored yeah. Warpath as well, I think. Um, so there, I think that there's at least a decent amount of games. Oh, they could they could um, they could pick up where the Jurassic Park Survivor people left off that game. Yeah, I'm curious how far that was along. That was they know? had playable builds. That's that was the last I heard of it. Playable builds existed, so you never know. They could pick it up, polish it off drop that one the unreleased jurassic park 3 video that would be that would probably not be doable and that's definitely not the type of thing they did but like at the same time if for some reason in their you know sourcing of trying to find games to use if universal has a playable build of that that then they can like polish it off i i'd be all for it someone out there has a playable build and i oh yeah want that person didn't we interview some of the guys who worked on it yeah we spoke they have a copy on their usb somewhere there's a few interviews with on on DrasCoutpost.com with I think two of the original game designers and developers. I'm not sure exactly where they landed with you know where where's the game now? Like do you have a copy or something? Um, but I know it was the way the sort of company folded and the way that the project ended was really messy. I think it wasn't if, a clean. I recall Universal back at that time started kind of like trying to change some of the demands of the game. And basically, they created one game, and then Universal was like, well, what if we don't have this type of thing? And they're like, well, that's just a different game altogether. And yeah, I think then- a huge thing was they, it was supposed to be a Jurassic Park 3 tie-in game, but they were never given assets from Jurassic Park 3. So they were basically building from the first two films. And then when Jurassic Park 3 came out, the developers were like, well... <laughs> We should probably get the Spinosaurus in there. And I think it kind of just spiraled yeah. from there. Universal being like, we want it to be this. And they're like, well, we've been developing for a year and a half. And, and then Universal tried to tone down the combat. It does seem to be a common theme to this day that Universal don't want guns or combat with dinosaurs, which, yeah, it makes sense. But also some video games, you, it's not the movies, you know, you, you, yeah. it's a video game. I mean, the, there are the, arcade games are the craziest shoot 'em ups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Everything Universal. Velociraptors. 
Um, and throwing Even grenades. Even the most recent yeah. Jurassic Park arcade, that's a, you're just firing guns constantly. That one is nowhere near as good as the Lost World one. Also, no. none of the designs are from the movies, which makes no sense. No, Wasn't that somehow related to one game. of the movies that were in production, though? One of the Jurassic well, Park wars. A lot of yeah, yeah. So a lot of the characters and vehicle designs, if you notice, they share a lot of the iconography that the Hasbro 2011 2013 toy line had, and that was all tied coinciding with the uh, direction of Jurassic been, Park 4 at that time. It's even got a volcano. Mm. Jesus Christ. The what island, you know what, I, I, as much as it is an arcade, it's all like, you know, uh, exaggerated and stuff. The, the going back to Nublar, capturing the dinosaurs, seeing the gate, seeing the visitor center, it hit a lot of nerves as a fan that I've, I, I'd always wanted to, you know, go back to and see that kind of stuff. So I really like that. If you do like ride. run into Jurassic Park Arcade, get as many get as many money as you can and just keep playing it because all the missions are great and it's a lot of fun. And the ending is pretty cool as well when you're flying away from the island with all the Yeah. No. Didn't we beat it, you and I, when we were in London? With a lot of money, but we beat it. (laughs) you got to keep pumping quarters. uh, Oh, yeah. We we pumped a lot of money. But it was fun. It is fun. It's just not the Lost Worlds game. That's for sure. I think there's that video, Chris, when we we were there with Josh and Jen and we were at Dave and Buster's and I was filming you for the instagram to be like right you're gonna go step into the arcade and you like (laughs) there was a guy in there and we didn't realize it and we're like filming it i'm like swooping in you're there with the camera and this guy's like oh what yeah (laughs) your face man that was good fun yeah we gotta go dave busters again it's been a long time yeah (laughs) oh man no i mean so i mean it's there's a lot of video game opportunities for limited run games i hope they do more than just the nintendo classic collection but uh, it does really, once again, hone in on the fact that the Jurassic Park franchise, Jurassic World franchise, there is a distinct lack of video games that are, I mean, you've Dude. got you've got um, Evolution, but that's a very specific style of game, and that seems to be the yeah. only style of game that they're doing. And they have done a lot of really cool stuff with at least the first game, because I really couldn't get into the second. But yeah. I have to admit, maybe it's nostalgia. Operation Genesis was just a lot better. In, in I, overall... I think it was more playable. I think it was just a little bit more fun. And there's like too much more micromanaging in the new ones. The new ones are, and I know that there's a big audience for that. I um, still play it. Don't get me wrong. But... Yeah, it's not a critique of the of the new ones. It's just like it's I just found weak. myself. It's so repetitive. And oh, you breed three brachiosaurs. Why? Okay. Why? Have them fight and how like tranquilize one of them while they're fighting. Have them win a fight. Like no, man, I'm not gonna have my dinosaurs commit. I know. I just want to build a park. Michael Vick. Then yeah, to whatever. And yeah, there's not really anything to do with them. You breed them. You can't even like in the main gameplay. You can't even uh, um, admire like, oh, let me see how cool these animations are of them fighting or whatnot. Because you're just running around trying to fix fences, and you're just like storm happening, or your stupid thing broke, or one guy's having a hissy fit over there when your super raptor got loose. And the thing that always bothered me too is that you get a section of the island. You don't get the whole island. And Operation Genesis was like, build your own island, the whole island, the whole thing. Design the coast. And, you know, it was an old game, but it was a lot. I spent hours playing that game, days, weeks, months playing that game. The new games might be deeper, but the old games, maybe it is nostalgia, you're right, but they're just more fun, maybe. There's just a fun factor to them. I think that... um, But they're just more fun. And I get it. A lot of people do have fun playing Jurassic World Evolution, but it's just not for me. It's more um, frustrating than fun for me, but I still have to, yeah. I have to finish them. Was Evo 2 good? 
I like it a little bit more than the first one, but like Chris said, there's a lot of like issues. Like you can't, you never have a chance to sit down unless you're playing in like sandbox mode, which I don't do because there's no challenge. You can't enjoy the dinosaurs because you like make them. You can look at them come out of the cage once, and then you're off to doing your next micromanaging your scientists or yeah, just, and like it's not fun. I, I want to be a manager, man. Feel like I'm building a park. I feel like I'm managing financials. And you are. You're a park system. manager. You're like it's a yeah. management. I get it. Game. That is what it is. It's a management sim. It's a management but, game. It's not a park builder. But I want a park builder, and yeah. I also am kind of tired of park builders. So if they announce another park builder, I'm just gonna be like, also don't do what Exo Primal is doing. Don't give us like waves of dinosaurs because that's not fun either. Like no. give us like a proper. Learn from Story, the correct alien dinosaur stuff. Learn from the correct games, which would be Alien Isolation, mm-hmm. The Last of Us, mm-hmm. and like Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Tomb Raider really as well. Need. Some of the last few games have been. I have, I've never played them properly, but they've seemed a lot like a lot of fun. I, I, I like think them more than the Uncharted right games. Do a narrative-driven story game that has a heavy emphasis on character building, you know, characters and whatnot, mm-hmm. as well as adventure. Make the combat take a backseat to the adventure and the solving of puzzles and getting new tools that allow you to explore new areas and repel and avoid dinosaurs in specific ways. You know, it's less about, like, alien isolation. It's not about fighting the alien. It's about avoiding it or maybe scaring it away or attracting it somewhere. Distracting so it, you know. Yeah, build a game, build a game like that. Yeah. Give give us a weapon, so and so to speak, that like calls in. If there's a T Rex that calls in like Velociraptors, and then the Velociraptors run in, and they're all distracted with each other, and you get by, you know, or Trank guns. You know, if you want to go the non lethal way, there's a lot of ways that you can play with the typical weapon sandbox. Just give us the ACU loadout, a flare ACU gun, load-up. a flare gun that distracts the, the dinosaurs. Um, you know, different things like that. I think, and then plus all the tools, like you know, uh, you upgrade your climbing gloves, you upgrade your grappling hook. You now have a thing that allows you. You know, you turned on the power on the island, and now you can hack into the power. You know, things that open up the areas and have that Metroidvania style of exploration and unlockables, where each area open up more and more. Where the path gets larger and the world gets more open because you now have you've done things that open up paths, but now you also have things like now I can climb that rock wall, now I can get into that bunker up there, and mm-hmm. give a good sandbox along that way with a narratively driven story uh, that is properly AAA. It's, and, it's mad to think that people have probably, and we know, you know, Jurassic World Survival or Survivor or whatever. We know that developers were trying to achieve a similar success as Alien Isolation. It seems like whoever is in charge, Universal don't have a games division, I don't think, or they do it spread out. It's, the publishing. it's like just a publishing division. So publishing like division. Somebody's partners. making bad decisions over there and thinking They're the all... audience don't want certain things when the audience actually wants the complete opposite. They want that. They want that kind of thing. And I yeah, think you want what you're not making. It, basically, yeah. outside of Evolution, they're all like trend chase, like sort of like novelty games. You know what I mean? Jurassic like, World Alive and things that I it's just... Those... It's micro trend. I'm I'm gonna call it for what it is. Those games are just for micro transactions and to get your money. They're, they're not even yeah. They're just yeah. for micro transactions. They're garbage. It's just mobile yeah. games in general. What was the mobile game that came and went? And all the mobile few... games were just oh, micro prime prime driver. No, 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 primal ups. Primal ups. One decent good one, and they got rid of it. Just came and went. Did he call it his own movie's name? <laughs> that, would, it after movie. that would be it's like the universal would release a game and it'd be cool you never know they might yeah primal ops uh lasted all three months before they canceled it uh till they killed the servers and that was that because it wasn't... you didn't need to pay for the game as much as the other ones 
in a way the transactions weren't as required it, it wasn't, wasn't even advertised properly though that's the thing it's like it came out it didn't even come out i remember switching my region on the ipad to yeah, netherlands to or something it. so that yeah. i could download it never got a full release we uh it was strange but it was hey, an award outside sound. of that if you are looking for the continuation of the jurassic franchise or I guess something that continues the Jurassic World story. There isn't anything that's set past Dominion, but the live tour is still touring. It's now begun its tour again of North America. Obviously, COVID closed that down. Uh, if that's something you're interested in, you know, that's that's heading out there. Also, the exhibition. Jack, I'm dragging you to that, by the way. Remember the exhibition? Yeah, the exhibition. And the exhibition has improved tenfold since we saw it. All the dinosaurs are actually Jurassic Park model dinosaurs now. Oh wow! Yeah, and we yeah. saw it. It was like seven years ago, my guy. Yeah, and none of the dinosaurs are Jurassic Park like models. They're all like walking with. Dinosaurs. The Indominus was good. The Indominus was good, but everything else wasn't yeah. from the films. No, the T Rex was like some generic T Rex. Yeah, yeah. Show. inside the T Rex. Yeah, we yeah, we went inside the T. Well, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that. Well, we can <laughs> now. The Statue of uh, Limitations. Yeah, That's they so let us cover the T Rex also, which was yeah, still to this day the funniest thing because that event had the after party with the open drink bar um free drinks unlimited we took advantage advantage, but we didn't know that universal was going to pull us up and do that interview and like have (laughs) us pop the t-rex and next thing i know i am just 10 drinks in interviewing a guy (laughs) making it up on camera and then pumping in a t-rex i'm like i felt so bad i'm like i am so so drunk right now (laughs) i was so worried about that um but i feel like it worked out pretty well but i was like i feel bad because we didn't know this was happening and i would not have partaken in so many free drinks it was still it was still professional as it was, a, it was handled well enough i don't think anyone really knew but i knew created watching from the outside in my I head know. like everything's like okay. this i'm like just don't don't you know everything's like, that was, like that was a good event though and we had jack horner there doing a q a if i remember correctly and we asked him the first thing we asked him was like Jurassic park 4 tell us what really happened and all this and he was pretty open book about that i think that was that was good yeah. there was a lot of fans there we met a lot of people. For met a lot of great time, people. Which had a great, great time. Had long friends. All we, five of the outpost people at the time. Shout out, Kerr. Got together and we'd never met before, and that was a lot of fun. We all had a um, Airbnb together. Yeah, in some suburb of Philly, right? Some. <laughs> it was. It was a funny. It was funny chaos. It was It'll a lot of fun again. I'm. I'm prepping that point five episode. Don't worry. I'm prepping. Um, yeah, I think that hones in on like when we started this episode, we talked about JP 30th. And I think the one thing that Jurassic Park celebrations feel like is you make it's create your own adventure, choose your own adventure, create your own. Make friends there. Yeah. And I, this year I didn't get a chance to do any of that, but I, I do like those things. But what I would like is if there's something a little bit more curated in the future, next celebration or whatnot, like actually give us something. Yeah. Um, I think the, the, the missing, the sort of big event, this year the opportunity for it you know we were all there for jp25 and it's just a real shame that the what same a fun event that was too universal really did a good job with that all the fans and friends coming out having so the panel friends. as well with colin laura dern and jeff goldblum come up there and then getting you know mm-hmm. um dennis murin dennis murin was there dude the park at night closed after like just for us that was yeah. great too yeah. that was fantastic what a great extra thing it just yeah That's that was a great event it is a real shame that they didn't I will say host something similar. They could have easily built a part, build off that. One thing I do love about Universal events, while they oftentimes aren't as large a scale as I would want and as frequent as I would want, they always have a free open bar, and I do love that. <laughs> I that just is- remember I'd never ridden Jurassic Park the ride, and I, I got to ride it for the first time 
with a bunch of fans at night. You can't. There's no better way, dude. There's no better way. In the retirement year, it was retiring that year. That, yeah. that like, there's yeah. no better way. Yeah, that was that was such a great time. Everybody in Ryan lost his hat. Yeah, and do you remember the Airbnb for that? That was a funky ass Airbnb. Oh yeah, yeah. that was. That's a good that story. Like, the shower was like all the way around. Do you remember? It was some crazy, <laughs> crazy weird light up LED shower as well. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh man. It like sprayed you from all angles. All yeah, around, it was. It was. It was, <laughs> it was very LA. Yeah, it was very LA. That car was was... outside the entire time that we were there with a guy in it. Do you remember? What <laughs> was that? There was a guy in a car outside. Oh, posted outside of our place, and we're like, time. "What is going on?" Universal sent security for us, guys. It was either Universal or the guy who owned the Airbnb being like, "I gotta watch these guys all weekend." <laughs> Like literally, we had a handler that weekend. We had a handler like watching us. Remember that? Yeah, he was, like, following us around, making sure we didn't do anything bad or something. No, it was more like making sure we had everything we wanted. They're like, "Guys, need drinks, water? Like, what do you need? Do you want to see something? Do you want to go somewhere? Like, what's up?" And we're like, "What are what?" Yeah, she was she was delightful. We, that was a lot we, of fun. I, I was we're sort of like, "Why do we have?" I feel. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was funny. No, that was good fun, and that was again. You know, you got to we got to meet so many different fans and people that we've talked to online but hadn't met and uh yeah you yeah it's a shame for the 30th anniversary there wasn't really that opportunity but um I, I, and i know like there's no like a lot of times the expectation for events like that that would be announcements and uh i don't think they're at the point where they uh were at any point where they could like have a you know a jurassic event where then they have like a panel and they announce things like they weren't there but something like that would be really cool. Um, we're probably very far off with that with the uh, mm-hmm. writer's strike. Now. strike. Do you remember when we were walking through Harry Potter land and we bumped into a couple uh, couple film directors? Do you remember? Oh yeah, we were walking through. We we're getting some butter beer and we popped it. We ran into um, Colin Trevorrow, Jonavod Roberts, and uh, Gareth Edwards yeah. all together, <laughs> just like the three of them. It was like it was like that Spider Man pointing, but we were the yeah. only one pointing, being like, <laughs> oh, no, the Colin was like, say. hey. Love all your movies. Like, what Colin's fuck? like, oh, wait, you got to meet these guys and introduce yeah. us to Gareth and Jordan. What a and, wild. But he never said who we were. And the whole time you could tell Gareth was like, so, like, what do you guys like? You direct? Like, like yeah, Gareth yeah, was yeah, very yeah. confused. Gareth, was are you, are, Gareth, like, lingered, like, when Colin, like, when they all started leaving, he's like, you, you guys coming with us? Or, like, yeah. it was just one of those. Yeah, oh, fuck. What? We should have gone with them. We should have just tagged along. <laughs> I know, yeah. What's up, Colin? Hanging, tagging. <laughs> <laughs> Number one no, that, right that was good fun. That was good fun, and we got to meet Colin at the event. I think a lot of people got to meet Colin yeah. there and talk to him. And Colin was um, great at the event. Yeah, no, Colin. Yeah, I, I'm really curious now to see what his Atlantis movie is going to do. Uh, I want to see Colin doing something original. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Going. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see what Colin does outside of like the pre-established franchise film. Uh, well, like he still crushed safety, not guaranteed. Still, still stand by. I watched it last year. Still great. Still, still great. Best movie, I think. Yeah. What's yeah Jurassic Connelly World, you know. Jurassic now. World. Is he still, um, is he writing? Has he got any projects coming out? I mean, it, he's been tied to a lot of projects, and then usually yeah, what but, happens is he's the writer and director on it, and then like then nothing update, really goes anywhere. And there's an update, and it's like, oh, somebody else is writing it now, and then there's another update. Like he's no longer directing it; he's just going to produce it. Um. But if you look at his IMDb for writer and I guess I should probably add producer for upcoming, you got man, it doesn't even have Atlantis on IMDb. It's just got Intelligent Life. Oh no, I sorry, I meant Derek. Oh Derek, Derek. Yeah, oh. yeah. What's Derek doing? Because they the two of them kind of stopped. 
collaborate. Yeah, they did a while After, back. I, presumably, the Star Wars experience might have been a little bit stressful and yeah. maybe et cetera, et cetera. So, do you remember that video where Derek Connolly is accepting, I think, a Saturn Award or something, and he's just fucked? He's like super drunk. You no, like his, that was his picture on like Wikipedia forever. Too, yeah, like, yeah. He just came up there like wasted like this. <laughs> well, you go get it, dude. You go get it. I was pumped for them as a writing team, though. I thought that was oh, initially it seemed you know. Derek Connolly is tied to the upcoming Metal Gear Solid. That's oh, not wow. ever happening. I don't think that will happen, but maybe you know. So you wait know for, for Colin, you said. Atlantis isn't on IMDb, not that IMDb. Nope, is correct. Google. So probably a Google search might actually have more than like Intelligent Life sounded cool. I don't think he's. he's you know what's funny, guys? That, right? In hindsight, how weird is it that we were so hyped about Derek and Colin writing when Derek had never even seen Jurassic Park yeah. prior to being attached? Like, what that are you talking about, dude? Very quickly, though. <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair, we found yeah That's... we didn't find that out till a little bit into it, but uh, all the same, I mean. A good writer is a good writer, whether or not they've seen the movie or not. Yeah, but there's a certain, like, you got to have a certain touchstone for cinema. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I do agree. Yeah, for sure. I think it was uh, just coming off safety when they announced Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly, safety not guaranteed. Everybody watched safety and went, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, it's going to work. It's going to be well, great. A well-directed, well-written movie. Like, it's not like some Real big bombastic. Movie. It's Real not like a silly, movie. it's not like a silly run-of-the-mill type of corporate big blockbuster like it was just exciting like that seat that was a good direction in theory yeah no 100 100 well i'm gonna be curious to see for god's sake i'm gonna be curious to see what happens next with you know colin and derek's next projects but in general for the franchise i'm curious how long it'll be obviously as you said earlier things have probably slowed down at the moment but yeah. uh with the potential another animated show whether it's a camp cretaceous follow-up or something different i'm curious what else is going to come and fill the gap between what might be the next theatrical release. You know, will it be a video game that's a continuation? You know, will it be? Yeah, I know for sure, for sure. After like Indiana Jones bombed like crazy, that they're going to even start doing any more drastic movies. Like, do we oh, know yeah, for sure? They're, they're huge financial successes, um, but, but they were declining. Like declining, um, but they're still billion dollar million. movies. They're still yeah, billion yeah. dollar movies. Movies that right, are viewing right. that low. And also making a billion dollars means that there's a huge appetite for them. Um, so there's no reason. Also, it's an evergreen um, multimedia franchise. They have toys on the shelves, books on the shelves, etc. Did round you guys see Indie 5? I did nope. not. Did you, did you say no, Aziz? No oh, interest. I haven't seen it either, but I'm curious. Really yeah, curious. I want to. I want to. Yeah. Um, James Mangold's a fantastic director, but yeah, I had I had mixed things, but I think these days you hear mixed things with every movie. My sort of policy for the last few years has just been: don't read anything, don't watch any reviews, try not to even watch the trailers, maybe the first trailer, not anything else, and just yeah. go in open. You know, I film, like film really is subjective, and while big blockbusters are most of the time going to you know be a certain type of movie, you got to go into everything completely open minded because one of them might just hit you and be like, you know, I don't care if other people hate it, I love this yeah. movie. Which is what a lot of the uh, Jurassic World fans do. Indiana yeah. Jones is also not like one of my favorites anymore. Like it was when I was a kid, but I can take it or leave it at this point. I, I mean, just feel like it didn't need another one. No, Kingdom I found out what happened to one of the characters proved, in it. Don't need to know anymore. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull kind of proved that it didn't need any more. You know? I mean, I guess need is I like, it's not necessarily you don't make movies because you always need them. It's just because 
there's a story to be told and you want them and whether or not it needed one i think it's fair it was fair to do another one plus harrison ford and whatnot they all wanted to do another one i think that is enough reason to do another one when you for the money creative crew wants to do it it's a shame that spielberg didn't direct why did spielberg not do anything then why did he not direct it what's the reason probably saw the writing on the wall about what it was going to be and like it's not like spielberg directing these magnificent masterpieces these days he's directing like you know senior citizen flicks <laughs> jesus christ i'll say I, it what was his last what was spielberg's latest fableman 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 see it. i stand was, by what i said it all didn't do much at the box office but it's a really lovely little movie and it's a real insight into Spielberg's yeah. childhood you know and why he loves film. Yeah. and it's got it's worth it for the cameo at the end it's worth it for yeah the- and also it has some really nice emotional hits like when you see through yeah. like his eyes as a child like the filmmaking magic and like when you see th- those moments hit really well yeah they do uh, and i think I it's too west old side, and like west side rock, story like too... i need to see west side story the world now i heard west side story was really good if you if you like spielberg is you know the way he shoots stuff west side story apparently is a real good one for that yeah that. i do need to see that speaking of movies i did see real quick um as we're wrapping um i did finally see 65 Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. no. what, did you think? what did you think of those dinosaurs? Well, let's. I'm not not taking the dinosaurs out of it. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> mediocre movie. It yeah. felt very directionless. So boring. It's it just very like second act. Just, just where's the you know it? It just kind of came and went for me. It and just yeah. It had like, a oh, lot of potential. Um, that's funny. It's one of the ones my mom called me. She's like, "Hey, have you seen this movie? 65. It was on Netflix. So I watched it with your grandma." Um, she's like, you know, it started out really promising. I thought it was really cool at first. And then it just sort of was like, eh. and I was like, yeah, no, you just summed it up. Yeah. And she's like, weird looking dinosaurs, huh? And I'm like, oh yeah, let's not even get on that. I can't even really fully remember it now that that's how little it, it kind of made an impact. I, I remember well, thinking this is fun. Yeah, whatever. And then it just got, got a little boring and then it was boring. It was fun. Strong premise very poor execution for what it's worth i hear that the studio i mean like not me personally it's all on the internet that the studio really screwed with that one and the movie that we saw in theaters is not the movie that they shot and not well, the it was movie supposed to be a lot of other species like herbivore species too right yeah there's not a single herbivore in it no. and if you look at all the concept art for the movie it's not even species that you see in the movie uh, the entire movie was apparently like not really running into carnivores until like the final act. It was a very different movie. I think there was like an, an ankylosaurus that they were going to kind of like that was going to like follow them around for a little bit. So it was a very different movie that they shot versus what they created. That would have been more fun. Um, yeah, it's a real shame that, that that happened. It doesn't bode well for, for non-Jurassic dinosaur movies because, you know, other studios probably looked at it with that, you know, and just thought, wow. Yeah, they're not going to look into the nitty They're just going to say, oh, looks like Jurassic's the only one that could do dinosaurs. It's like, well, no, that movie just wasn't good. That that, movie has nothing to do with the dinosaurs. That movie wasn't good. That said, the dinosaur designs were really bad. Um, (laughs) I mean, they felt a bit Toroki, you know, Torok. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. they're dinosaur aliens. They were cool, like, alien, like, aliens with like dinosaur dna or whatever but they weren't dinosaurs it was really weird i mean I, i'm perfectly fine with um cha- dinosaurs that aren't accurate like uh, peter jackson's king kong fantastic love those yeah. dinosaurs. those feel like dinosaurs well, to the t-rex's yeah. head apart like yeah but um <laughs> iconic yeah, yeah so this movie was a mediocre movie and it didn't even have dinosaurs to like ride off of essentially well i guess chris doesn't like dinosaurs in this case 
I mean, would you call those things? What were those? I don't even know what half the species. Those four-legged dudes. Those four-legged things swinging from the What were those? I have no fucking idea. Like a trodon with long arms? I have no godly idea what those were. I truly couldn't hazard a guess. What was the giant four-legged thing? No goddamn idea. Allosaur mix of... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they're four-legged. I liked it. I like the idea of it being like a dinosaur that had evolved a skill, you know, in the same way that John Sales wrote in that Jurassic Park 4 Excavaraptors! Yeah, the raptors that were like trapped or spiders. Yeah. That, you know, you can make some sort of sense to that and be like, you know what? If the, if the population of all the other animals on this island was decreasing they, they, and they were getting, it was getting harder to hunt and find and source food maybe, if that was the deal, then the raptors would go underground in their little Also, that's a throwback to the first book where the raptor nests they were underground. underground. Nests. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It really did, as much as it was kind of monster movie and scary. Man, shout out John Sales. One more time. It could have wrapped man. Come on. It could have been done really well. I mean, like, the design doesn't need to look like a monster, and they could have made the physiology and the behavior feel very naturalistic and animalistic, and it just could have been a behavior pattern to a different type of raptor, and it would have worked. You watch the first three movies, and you see the raptors evolve, even in really subtle ways. You see them evolve and become way more coordinated in their attacks and blah, blah, blah. Jurassic Park 4, John Sells version, took that another level and was like, they've evolved since you last saw them. They're I like that script. So then, the science is smart in that script. But then it does a lot of weird things. Like there was the Dilophosaurus that like swung from the tree branches with its they, tail. Yeah. <laughs> okay that, was, that, was, that was so, I mean, you at that point they had dinosaurs parachutes. Right, change that little part up, change what, it up. And you're was it go. an Ankylosaurus with a parachute? Was that one of them? Yeah, and an, they like, dropped an Ankylosaurus into like a drug runner's compound. And, like, like, don't don't tell me that's not going to happen in the next Jurassic World movie. That's going to happen. You know that's going to happen. They're going to be airdropping T-Rexes and Velociraptors. I hope not. 100%. Audiences made it really clear they just wanted a dinosaurs in the wild type of movie where like people have to like deal with real dinosaurs. They don't, they're not latching onto those things. The they really didn't aren't. Really even achieve that as much as it should have, you know, with the the fact that you end up back in basically an island. Yeah, yeah. Island. Valley is an island essentially. Like, come on, man. That's not I don't even want to get. Into. I don't want to get into Fallen Kingdom and Dominion. Those movies. Let's are end it there. I still like the tremendous disappointment. It's a good place to end the discussion. Uh, it's been really nice talking with you guys. And honestly, anybody that's listening to this podcast, thank you for tuning in. We're going to, uh, I'm not even going to make any promises about when we're going to do the next podcast, but it's been a very busy year. So much going on for JP30, all these events that we have to attend. So we just didn't have time. But, uh, you know, it's uh, thank you for listening. And uh, any, hopefully, any- we'll have some fun things to talk about. I- I'm always optimistic, if not cautiously optimistic, about the future. I'm always looking forward to something future jurassic so let's well, i think personally yeah after the last three movies i'm now super cautious about what's going to come next i just hope it's handled but i do want like, it to have in a the future. right direction i do want to have a future i do want something that we can attach some hope to and yeah. be curious about and be excited about because i do like that and wh- wherever it lands it will land and we have no power over that but yeah <laughs> i do need, what we need I, is pray but for the jurassic franchise yeah, awesome prayers Jack, no, just mean, direct it yourself, <laughs> man, man. Just do it yourself. <laughs> All right, yeah. Thoughts and prayers, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right, cheers, y'all. Good afternoon.